0: print maps from your hunt areas. Download it today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hunt stand. Upgrade your arsenal
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, and today is our Father's Day episode. So we talk about some stories, we tell some stories about, you know, from our childhood and, and hunting with our dad and and some fishing stories with grandparents and how our, our views on all of this have shifted since Jake and I have become fathers ourselves. So today's the Father's Day special basically to, to sum it all up. So before we get into that though I want to talk about our sponsor Mastin's Deer sense So Mastin's is a scent company. They, they obviously have their deer scent line which has lots of cool and interesting stuff in it. They've got their liquid scents, they've got scented gel crystals, they've got deer scented candles that you can use in their double scent stacker. So lots of cool and interesting options, ways to combine that stuff and and use it. So it's a great tool to have in in your arsenal, if you will, in your toolkit. But they've also got predator scents now, so lots of good stuff there. I encourage you to check them out, go to mastinsdeersense.com, look at what they have to offer, look at their prices, and order. Order what you want, and they'll ship it right to your house. So, before we get into the episode though, one more thing. If you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to the show. That way you get notified every time there's a new episode, and you don't miss any content. And follow us on social. We're Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, OhioHuntsman underscore Podcast on Instagram. And you know, summertime posting slows down a little bit. Not a lot of not a lot of hunting going on. Some fishing, but uh, we we definitely ramp things back up as fall start starts to roll in. So send us a message. Let us know what you got going on. If uh, you know. You, you land a big fish or you shoot a big buck, anything like that. You shoot your first deer, any of that stuff. We like hearing and seeing that stuff. So hit us up on, on social and we'd be happy to chat with you. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so by the time you're listening to this, Father's Day will have just passed, so we thought it would be a good time to talk about... uh, Fathers I guess Father's Day, maybe not Father's Day specifically, but talk about fathers, grandfathers and how they have shaped our uh, our past, our, our hunting and fishing history. you know they were they got us into this and I'm sure the story's the same for a lot of you out there listening. So we just thought it would be cool to tell some old stories, reflect on that, you know, Jacob and I are now fathers ourselves. And so how that, um, I don't know, that that uh, changes things, changes your views on things, makes you appreciate some of the things that your dad or your parents in general did for you that up until becoming a parent yourself, you sort of took for granted. So... And we've, we've told stories like this on, on the show before. But I, uh, I don't know if I've told this story. So it's actually a fishing story. Because we did some fishing with Dad. But basically, I mean, I don't know if you guys have a, a different memory. But I sort of remember Dad teaching us the basics. How to cast how to tie on a hook and a lure. And then, you know, (laughs) basically we then, you know, he was working, we spent the summers hiking across the street into a farm field that we had no clue who owned and fishing out of a, a pond in a, you know, in the farm field or, or going down the street. And there was a, you know, a little Creek that ran under the road where you could We'd pull our bikes off or, or, you know, have mom drop us off or something. And we'd go down there by the overpass and fish. And then we also had, uh, like, family lake ponds at uh, grandparents' houses where we would fish. But I don't have a ton of, like, fishing memories with dad. But the one I do have is is he, at the time, I think it was his brother's boat. Took his brother's boat and he hauled us all down to southern Ohio, and I think it was actually we were actually fishing on the Muskingum. Jeff, do you know if was that? Is that right? Do you know yeah, the yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah,
2: yeah, it was the yeah, Muskingum River. We we put in at a public access on the Muskingum River, um, just a few miles off of the Ohio River. I mean, we were right. close. We were probably within a mile of the Ohio River.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, getting out there on the boat, and I remember hooking into a fish. You know, never fished on a big river like that. Hooking into a fish, and, you know, I'm a kid, wrestling with this fish, and my arms are getting tired, and, you know, feel like it's getting close, and then it would run again, you know, and just wore me out, finally got this fish to the boat. And it was a, uh, you know, it wasn't by no means a, a monster catfish, but it was a, it was a decent sized catfish. I couldn't tell you what kind of catfish. It was a catfish, (laughs) but
2: it was a channel cat.
1: Okay. And so I don't know, that was an experience that, that I remember that was a lot of years ago. And now as a, as an adult, as a parent myself, you know, I think back like dad was not an experienced uh, boat person, right? Like launching a boat and all that, you know, I mean, I think he had done, but it's not like we were doing this all the time. So it wasn't his boat. I just think about me doing this, you know, borrowing somebody's boat, I don't know how to back up a trailer. I, you know, it's like, uh, (laughs) so now I think I appreciate that trip and that experience even more like packing his kids on this boat, not super familiar with doing this, with navigating the river currents with where to find fish. You know, it was by no means a thing that we, we did or he did often, and so, just just thinking about that is like, man, that was, uh, you know, quite an adventure. That you know, I think about replicating, and it's like, oh my gosh, that just <laughs> it feels a little stressful, you know. <clears throat> Do you guys yeah, have any for other sure. memories from that trip?
2: Well, from that specific trip, all what I all I really remember is sharding myself. <laughs> so, okay <laughs> there's that okay and uh you know like because we you know i we got out there and i don't know, we were getting close to i think coming back for lunch anyways and i had the poop and uh you know i thought i just had some gas you know that i needed relief and I sharted myself and (laughs) I remember dad you know like because dad kind of took me to the bathroom and basically said like did you shit yourself and he he told me to throw my underwear out and I remember that just being weird like he's like just he's like dude just throw your underwear out just go commando and I was like what because I I, I don't know know how it was Yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) what do you mean throw my underwear out? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's so that's what I remember of that experience.
1: (laughs) Well, that just adds some more color to that, uh, that
0: trip, right? Right, I guess I don't remember that at all. I don't either. I remember, oh, I remember from that trip, it had nothing to do really with, I mean, I, I remember fishing, but I remember. When we tried to ski behind the boat in, I don't know what it was, Muskingum, Ohio, I just remember that the water was dirty in the sense of, like, sticks and twigs and downed trees. And the skiing didn't last long because we were going to die by hitting a tree under the water or something. (laughs) I just remember that. Like, we couldn't do a whole lot of skiing, water skiing, because once we got to pooling it's like... There's a 12 inch diameter log right there that if I would have hit, it would have all been over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: that was that was in the Ohio River. And I think there's a reason that you don't see a ton of skiing in the Ohio River. <laughs> yeah.
0: You
2: know, I, I, I mean, and all the time I've spent, you know, along the Ohio River, you know, I think that might be the only time I've ever seen anyone skiing was us. I mean, people do it, but you don't, I mean, you go to any other body of water and people are skiing all the time.
1: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the, the stories that, that popped into, into my head, I guess, because, you know, maybe we're in fishing season and, and, you know, just thinking about doing something like that now, granted, you know, Ella's a lot younger than we were when we did that, but. Yeah, certainly. I, I would imagine he was a a bit out of his comfort zone with with all of that, but he still, right.
2: you know. Well, because also he towed this boat to our cabin, which I mean, that's some windy, hilly roads yeah. to be pulling a boat behind you,
0: you know. And it well, this they're is... they're better now, but then it was all dirt road too. Now they're paved right. some of them. <laughs>
2: Right. And back then it was all dirt road. Yeah. This was a pretty big boat, too. I mean, it's. Yeah. It wasn't some little John boat. You know, it was a fairly large boat.
1: Yeah. No, it wasn't a bass boat. It was a. I mean, it was a ski boat, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Maybe not specifically a ski boat, but.
2: It was a bow rider boat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know nothing about boats.
2: But... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which, yeah, uh, but I don't know. When I think of fishing and and dad, what I remember is I think it was basically dad teaching me how to fish, and we went to our grandpa's, who basically his pond had just bass in it, and they were his pets.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, they they he really had pet bass. You know, he would. Uh, you're talking. Out.
0: You're talking. Dad's dad's dad.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah.
2: He'd go out and buy night crawlers to just feed the fish.
1: Yeah, these fish would. Fo- you'd walk along the bank, and they'd follow you along the bank.
2: Right. Because they were well aware that humans meant food. Yeah. So, I mean, and as kids, we just thought we were great. Fishermen, you know. Right? Yeah,
0: because we we'd slay we'd slay those fish.
2: We right, never you keep could throw, them though.
0: You had to put them back. Right. But you could. But you throw could catch whatever the same wanted. fish.
2: <laughs> right. We yeah. used to. We used to catch them on bare hooks. <laughs> bear hooks, or would take the top of uh clovers, like the little white balls.
1: Yeah, the clover flowers. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you could throw those in, and the fish would bite them. Yeah, But yeah, so I remember Catching grandpa's pet fish uh, You know, and I was pretty young But the, the fish were swallowing the hooks And, you know, basically dad said If you don't set the hook Like, you know, we can't fish anymore Because we can't be You know, killing grandpa's fish Right That's what I remember Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cause, yeah. I mean, Dude, those, maybe...
0: those fish were his pets. Yeah. The main fishing trip, adventure, story that I remember, and I'm by far the worst fisherman out of all of us, but was that trip we took up to Canada. Oh, yeah. We were young. Yeah. But I just, that's another thing that, I mean, grandpa um he was a pretty avid fisherman so he was yeah. probably in his comfort zone but i mean he took our whole family you know the five of us the three of us our mom and dad his wife who was not a fisherman <laughs> woman right. um you know we went up there and that was real fishing i mean pike and uh, those are big fish Spent all day on the boat yeah, but I remember that. I remember Grandma broke my rod, my little Kmart fishing rod or whatever it was. <laughs> she snapped it in half, and then I remember <laughs> falling off <laughs> the dock and thinking the snapping turtles were gonna devour us. But
2: yeah, I don't <laughs> remember any of that trip. I was in diapers.
0: Yeah, I remember. I don't know. Did I fall? Jason, you fell off. I felt one of us. I don't remember, fell off the dock or something, and there was a snapping turtle living under the dock. And it was, like, out of the horror movies. We thought this thing was going to eat us. Yeah. Like, this is an emergency. We need to get out of here. This turtle will eat me. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that.
1: As I recall, and like I said, I don't remember if it was you or I either, honestly, but I remember, you know, whoever it was, Flailing around in the water, and you know, like I, you know, trying to basically levitate out of, you know, s- swim right. hard enough to get on the surface of the water, you know, walk on water. And somebody finally, like, just stand up, <laughs> you know, and you know, it was shallow enough you could just stand could up just and walk, back. yeah, walk up to the bank. But yeah, the fear of this turtle.
0: I mean, because it was a, right.
1: you know, as a kid, it was like it, it was a, it
0: was a big snapping turtle. Yeah. But,
1: but yeah, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> a, a lot of fear and flailing, over you know, nothing. But as a kid, you know, it was like this traumatic, right? I'm die by snapping turtle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I remember, but I couldn't tell you how many fish we caught or what fish. I don't really remember a whole lot of that. I remember the traumatic snapping turtle experience. And I remember the traumatic fishing pole breaking experience.
1: I remember this is a weird one. I remember cooking fish and grandpa like repeatedly warning us about bones in the fish you know be careful if you you know there there could be bones in there don't swallow a bone oh my gosh you know and like i remember as a kid like well then why are we eating this it (laughs) might kill us like (laughs) you know but i that's just for whatever reason that's one of the like the weird memories that i have of that trip you know grandpa sitting there and like Careful of the bones. You got to be careful of the bones. Yeah. Going, Jeff, going back to Grandpa's Pond, this is the other Grandpa's Pond, I guess, for listeners. We went to Canada with our mom's dad. The pond Jeff was talking about is our dad's dad. So, Grandpa on dad's side. D- did you... I seem to remember you caught a fish by hand out of that pond or attempted to
2: no i caught it yeah stuck i laid on the dock so that the fish couldn't see me and then yeah like just wiggled the tip of my finger in in the water and then when it swam up and bit my finger i you know lipped it and grabbed it out yeah 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 i caught a bass by hand yeah and, That's one of yeah. those things
1: you wish now, you know, I mean, back then we didn't have cell phones or whatever, you know, but that now right. is one of those things that you like wish you had that on video. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Just shows how aggressive, you know, I mean, anything that fell on that water. Those bass typically, I mean, thought was food.
1: Right. They you were going to put it in their mouth and ch- check it out.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, they were. Fed, you know, religiously yeah. Yeah. from from people.
1: And that was a pretty big pond. And I, th- the people that bought it after grandma and grandpa moved out made it even bigger, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they probably uh, made it a third bigger. And I mean, it was a big pond to begin with.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> So how about hunting stories? You guys have hunting stories that you haven't told or or I guess if you have told them you could tell them again that are, you know, you're particularly fond of.
2: Well, have we told the story about I think it was you and I and dad uh going rabbit hunting in the backyard and I had a BB gun? Do you remember this? Mm,
1: I remember going rabbit hunting in the backyard. I don't remember I don't remember you having a BB gun.
2: Okay, yeah, so it was you, I think Jacob was too young to hunt yet, you know, if you will, and so was I. So it was just you and Dad really going hunting.
1: And I had a shotgun?
2: You had a shotgun, yeah. Okay. Dad had a shotgun, and I was just tagging along with a BB gun. And uh, I think the only rabbit... Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think the only rabbit we saw was it happened. Had had I not been there, you guys would have been able to shoot it. But it like I was walking. You you were going to send me through like the middle of the brush.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
2: Well, you guys went like along the sides of it maybe started kind of kicking the brush a little bit and it ran straight back towards me
1: so oh, okay.
2: had I not been tagging along you guys would have been able to shoot it but it ran right at me and I don't know I, I just remember that like and no one said that that like oh hey you kind of screwed it up <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was aware. And I mean, I was young
0: because right.
2: I was probably seven, eight years old. You yeah. know, I mean, you were, I think, just learning to hunt. Okay. And I don't know. I, I, and I remember you telling me that if, if I'm lucky, I might get to see dad karate Chopper a rabbit. <laughs>
1: I, on rabbit hunting. I just mostly remember being like the 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 rabbit dog for dad. You know, like he would send us into the the briar patch or whatever, and like go in there and kick around. You know, and see if we can flush a rabbit out of there. I don't ever really yeah. remember shooting at a rabbit. <clears throat> I remember shooting at a pheasant. On a he had a buddy that had uh dogs or a dog. Yeah and we went out to i'm i'm assuming it's one of these you know where they release pheasants and you know everybody shows up and you know lets their dogs yeah. out and tries to flush pheasants and i remember you know a pheasant jumping up and shooting a pheasant and i mean i hit it enough to knock it down and the dog to get a hold of it i didn't mm-hmm. kill it stone dead i don't as I recall but
2: yeah i i remember yeah dad's buddy you know and dad taking us pheasant hunting a number of times and i don't know it was just uh exercise and how bad of shots we were <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah. i what, what I remember, and I can't remember the, the name of it for the life of me, but there's a youth wildlife area. Uh, oh, OK. I think in Lorraine County. And I remember, you know, this guy just wanted to get some training for his dog is what he was doing. OK. And just going there and. Uh, I don't know, missing. Five, six pheasants. <laughs> you know, when. The bag limit was like one or two.
1: Right. But yeah, yeah,
2: that's that's what I remember. And. uh, I also remember seeing a rabbit. And, you know, my we were sitting there basically talking about how it's a bummer that it's not rabbit season. And then someone else shot it. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, the game warden was right there. And we're like, why is the game warden not, like, doing something about this? Well, here to come to find out, like, that was the first uh, year of, like, youth small game season. Oh. So it, it, it was legal to shoot. But, like, we, us and another hunting party with kids sat there and looked at this rabbit and did nothing about it talked about how it was a bummer and then this other kid walked up and shot it (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it was just like And, and and i mean yeah it was it was right off the parking lot and i mean yeah the game warden was not more than 25 yards away yeah, and yeah, I that's something I remember because it, I, you know, like that kid shot it. and I'm thinking like, oh, like, here we go.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And, you know, the game warden I didn't even bat an eye, you know, <laughs> he's over there. We're but, all hey, like, good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're all <laughs> like, what is going on here? <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah. and yeah, I-, I I just remember shooting it all kinds of pheasants and it's just a bunch of kids and no one's hitting anything. Yeah. Anyone who was a good shot shot their limit, you know, two steps off of the parking lot. Right. And then the rest of us are just out there chasing the same birds around.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, it landed over there. Let's go over there. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take a quick break here and talk about our sponsor monster whitetail grub. So Monster Whitetail Grub is a deer feed company and they're an Ohio deer feed company. That means they try to source everything from right here in Ohio. So the buckets they sell their feed in, the ingredients that they they use in their feed, they try to get all of that from Ohio. So it's a great way to help the Ohio economy, you get a great product, and it's a good company. So they've got their signature monster whitetail grub feed, which you've heard us talk about. We've used, we have, we've had great luck with that stuff. They've got flavored corn and they've got just straight powdered mineral. So anything you want from a deer feed standpoint, they have it. Check them out. Go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors. You'll find a link there to get in touch with monster whitetail grub and either order some of their stuff or find a retail location near you so with that let's get back into the episode yeah I uh, I also you know there's a part of me that's like it's a wonder we got into hunting we continued to hunt at all because I remember being cold a lot like and you know now again as a parent you know looking back at it you know he had three kids he's trying to outfit and hunt and gear and everything and and he especially back then it was like this guy doesn't get cold so i remember going hunting one year deer hunting with just like leather work gloves we went to tsc and bought gloves and he and I'm, I'm I'm assuming it was maybe the only pair there that halfway fit me. And I remember him being concerned about gloves being too thick to feel the trigger. And so they were just thin leather gloves. And my hands froze. I just remember my hands being so cold. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was after that season I, I went on this, this journey of like, I'm going to figure out what to wear on my hands and not have that happen again, because that was awful, you know? And so I went all the way to like super thick gloves. I need the heaviest gloves out there. Then you can't, you know, you can't feel anything, your hands get too hot. I went through gloves after gloves trying to figure out how to keep my hands warm. But yeah, that's one of the like you know, one of those experiences that it was like, that was not a good experience, but you know, we <laughs> we kept after it, I guess. You guys do you guys have like similar kinds of gear type clothing? You know, trying to make stuff work Memories
0: Um, yeah I mean, I I, I remember I remember being cold I remember I'm kind of with you I don't necessarily know how we ended up Enjoying and loving hunting Because I remember not enjoying it
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: Like as a kid, I remember it was like Torturous, like I just want to go back to the cabin. Why can't we just go back? This isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I, that's, I do remember that. It's just like being cold or tired or because it's hunting down where we kind of cut our teeth, like we said, in Dwayne National Forest. It's not hunting cow pastures. I mean, it's uphill. And as a little kid, it's big hill. I mean, they're big hills either way, but as a little kid, they're really big hills. Yeah. Um, so I just remember being tired and not able to keep up with dad cause he's got long legs Yeah. and not being able to keep up and then having to run up the hill, which then got you sweaty and then you were even colder. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I remember not being able to grasp the idea that I had to run up this hill. I was out of breath and then dad was telling me to be quiet. And I just remember wrestling in my brain, like, does he want me not to breathe? Like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm breathing heavy, and dad's telling me I'm too loud. And it's like, I can't hold my breath. I'll die. Yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. that kind of circling through my brain. Like, wh- what am I supposed to do? <sighs> what do you mean, be quiet? I can't breathe. Right. Yeah. But, and then I remember it was probably towards the end of my youth hunting i don't know i was probably no i guess not towards the end necessarily but i was probably 15 16 i remember and i at that time missed the only buck i you know i'll say mature buck but it wasn't even a mature buck the only buck that wasn't a spike or button buck that i'd ever seen in the woods because my glove was too big Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I went to put my finger in the trigger, it the trigger finger folded over, and it didn't fit in the trigger guard. So that's another. That was a pair of dad's gloves that I was wearing. And
1: so, Jake, as as a father yourself now, do you have like any specific memories that m- maybe mean something? more or something different to you now that you're a parent yourself?
0: Um I mean the like my daughter has she shot her first deer last year from a blind. Um I say shot I the deer were baited into a pile of corn. We're hit, so, shooting from a hunting blind on a tripod. I lined it up basically already. It was already pointing at the pile of corn when the deer came in. And then, you know, she looked through and said, okay, that's good. And I said, okay, pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, But she, I mean, it's, I guess it's one of those things where I feel like I am taking the experience I had when I started hunting, which I was much older than my daughter is now, but, um, and trying to like, remember it, like when I take her hunting, I try to make sure, and we've talked before, like it's hard. Cause you only get so many days in the woods, but when I take her hunting, I try to think of it more of as an experience than a hunt. Yeah. Um, you know, it's similar mindset of like, we're going camping or, you know, like we're going on a hike. Like I want it to be just an outdoors experience. If we happen to see something and shoot something, that's even great. But I'm not expecting that. Um, And then I even kind of had a, after my daughter shot that deer, I had a little bit of case of humble pie because she shot the deer and then it was getting dark and I'm familiar with my property. I know where I'm going. We're on a blood trail. I got flashlights and headlamps and my daughter's with me. Well, as soon as it got dark and the woods came alive with crickets and bugs and whatever, she was not happy. She was terrified.
1: Right.
0: Like this is a scary, scary place. I cannot see. I don't know where I'm at. And if I remember right, rain was coming. So like I was in a hurry to try and track this deer before the rain came so I'm kind of tromping through briars and she can't go through the briars with me because she doesn't have, you know, brush pants on or whatever. And Everything hurts her and hits her in the face. So I'm like, just stay right here. I'll be right back. I'm just going to go into this briar thicket. I did that one time and that was the end of that because now it's dark and scary and she couldn't see dad. Right. Yeah. So I just remember being frustrated because I'm like, whatever, I'll call your mom. Fine. You won't get to see your deer. Like you're going to have to go to bed. So I ended up sending her home. And then after the fact, I was like, that was real shitty of me. (laughs) (laughs) Like I shouldn't have handled that that way. But you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to lose the deer. It was going to rain. So it was kind of like a weird. Yeah. Middle. But it's like eh, I should have been a lot. Have a, I should have had a lot more grace with her during that because, yeah, the woods are big and scary and dark, and she hears things, and you know. So I was. I guess I've learned from that. I've learned like the next time I'm gonna take that into consideration. Like it's, it's not life and you know. I guess it's not life and death.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know what I, I, mean? I have to like. like constantly remind myself of that because <clears throat> I haven't taken out deer hunting yet but we've gone squirrel hunting a couple times and you know we've come close there's been times where we should have had a squirrel and I just missed and you know and so this last time we went last season it I mean she said she had fun but I got too much on like we need to kill a squirrel versus we're just going to go you know hang out in the woods and if we happen to see it, you know so it was a lot of like sit still you got to sit still you're making too much noise you know like those kinds of like stop doing that sit still don't pre- oh don't break that st- oh you know it's like a lot of kind of harping on her about you know which right. probably wasn't a super fun experience for her, you know, and and too many of those I you know, I worry it's like, "Nah, dad, you can go. I'm just going to stay here." you know. Right. But it's hard. You you know, you you want to get on those uh like you want them to have a good experience, and there's times where you almost sabotage the experience by trying to force a good experience.
0: Right. Right. Like who and wants it's... to go squirrel hunting and not kill squirrel?
1: Right. Right. <laughs>
0: So I'm going to, you know, I want to kill a squirrel. You got to sit still. (laughs) Right. But yeah. So I don't know, but. Well,
2: and I uh, think as adults, you know, we really measure success in hunting on killing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It I mean, my first deer, I think, was meant more to me because it took so long to get you know i think it was my my third hunting season that i got my first deer you know it was nine o'clock on uh, the first day of the first ever youth season is when i shot my deer you know and the first my first two opening days i Didn't you know? I didn't see anything. Well, I think that my very first opening day of hunting, I was basically too young, if you will, because we had deer come in. Dad shot one. He shot. It was a mom and a fawn. Dad shot the mom. The fawn ran off and then came back. Dad told me to shoot it, and I missed. And he didn't even pretend like I was close. You know what I mean? Like he just said, Oh, well he missed. And it was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm positive.
0: So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be a, that's my next challenge, I guess, as dad hunting, dad is introducing a gun for hunting. You know, like where do I start? What do I do? Cause like, we learned open sights, right? If I remember right,
2: we learned open sights first. But well, I started I with a
1: bead it's... trying to deer hunt with just a bead on a vent rib smoothbore,
0: which is even worse. But yeah, which you is know, why I had like multiple
1: you... like target practice sessions where I ended up, you know, right crying, in tears. You know, like, yeah, right. in tears. Because I can't hit anything and this shotgun hurts me.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to start with that because Lily, well, we were down at the cabin, uh, whatever it's been a couple weeks ago now, and both the girls were doing a good job with the 22, and that was through a scope. Yeah. But both of those guns, I mean, my 22, your 22, they're full size, you know, they're not a youth model. Right. So the, you know, the girls are basically just standing next to the table that's on. They're not holding the gun with the butt in their shoulder, you know, not that. it, Yeah. So it's not correct form, <laughs> but me being cheap, I guess you'd call it like, I, it just pains me to buy like a youth gun because it's only going to last for a few years and then it's going to be, but if you can't fit the gun you can't shoot the gun and you're not gonna be able to hit anything yeah so I don't know what I'm gonna I don't know and then again again you run into what what do you do I mean you start I would imagine with like squirrel hunting but squirrels can be hard to hit (laughs) yeah you know they're quick little buggers you gotta have kind of quick target acquisition because they don't sit in one spot usually for very long right but so i don't know and then when i do get to hunting or you know deer hunting do i want to and i don't know Li, lily really wants to go turkey hunting so i thought her next year if she shoots this summer i told her i'd take her out turkey hunting next year because i have that 410 i got from grandpa i haven't shot
1: and it she, yet but she wants to hunt with it Like, she wants to hunt, or she just wants to go with you?
0: Well, I haven't clarified it yet, but my impression was she wants to shoot a turkey, which I haven't even shot a turkey. But um, that was the impression I got. I mean, obviously, it would have to be in a ground blind. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to set up a blind to have her, but she wants to—and I don't know. Part of it could just be she wants to go to the cabin with me because she loves the cabin. So, you know, when it gets to be time to go down to the cabin for Turkey, it's, everybody's kind of got cabin fever, so to speak, because it's just getting over the winter and yeah, everybody wants to get outside and then I get to go down to the cabin and shoot, but I want to go. Why can't I come? So we'll see, I guess, but again, I don't know. You know, you use a four ten, or do you? When you get into deer deer hunting, do you do a three fifty legend, or do you do four ten, or I, I don't know. That opens up that can of worms we talked about in a previous episode. With is three fifty yeah. legend worth it? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, um, my recommendation, which is, uh, I don't know what my guns called. But I've you know a single shot 44 like a CVA hunter or something like that. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. And I think that would be a good youth gun. Because it's it's pretty small, it's pretty lightweight. Um and a 44 doesn't kick much. Right. Now Shot acquisition, you know, shot placement Is Pretty key with it
1: Well, it would force you to take You know, more uh, Closer shots, I guess More, you know, you're not going to be Winging one out there Right You're going to, yeah
2: Yeah And You know, forces closer shots, you know. Right. I mean, probably 75 yards or less.
1: Yeah.
2: And, I mean, it's... I like hunting with it. It's just... There's not enough gun hunting days to to really get it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, early season. It's... I... Gotta get some meat on the ground, or, you know, I'm out hunting a big buck or whatever. And, you know, by the end of the season, it's, oh, well, maybe, you know, I can take it out, but I can't, you know, really shoot anything. Or the only thing I'm looking to shoot by the end of the season is a big buck. And it's like, well, I'm going to be only hunting for big bucks. I need to have, you know, Basically, I need to have the forty-five seventy. You know, I don't want to miss a giant buck because I didn't have enough gun.
1: Right. So. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh. It's in. It's interesting. I'll, I guess I'll say that is uh. You know, growing up hunting with, with dad, and now. Being a dad. Just how. It changes things, and I guess the other thing I'll, I'll, you know, that's kind of been on my brain recently <clears throat> is, you know, uh, I guess appreciating the time together with Dad and Ella, <clears throat> you know, and and hopefully allowing her to. Soak up some memories with Dad, Grand, you know, Grandpa. That uh, you know she'll be sitting around <laughs> doing a podcast about someday. <laughs> um, but you know, you start getting to the point where, uh, as morbid as it is, you know, you, you've probably got more hunts in the rearview mirror with Dad than you do in the, you know, coming up. No, 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 All it right. just makes, uh, I feel like this has turned into a, a little bit of a somber episode and that's not what I had in intention, but I guess that's where the conversation went. But I guess that's, what's, uh, an, another thing about father's day and appreciating, you know, your dads and your grandpas and things that sort of comes to mind for me. It's, I guess, been on my brain here and there, you know, when we do get time to spend time with dad at the cabin hunting you know just cherishing that stuff Uh, even more i guess you know
0: yeah yeah i mean it's crossed my mind as well you know like it's it all goes by in a blur i mean gun season whatever you know it seems like forever because you don't have running water in a shower but Then when it's over, it's like, holy crap, another year down. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's, and like you said, none of us are getting any younger. So, and the hunting down there is not easy. So it's not hunting you can do typically into your old age because it's hiking. I mean, it's uphill. It's, there's not very many easy hunts you know there's some some Mm. drives we do where we can put the old man or whoever you know on a stand that's just up the you know just off the road a little bit but generally they don't see deer it's more just a participation trophy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you know like really hunting down there i mean you got to be able to hike the hills and then if you get a deer i mean dad's already to the point where if he gets a deer he you know hey well and dad i'll still drag it out but you know some of the other guys we hunt with they they physically will not be able to drag a deer out of the woods yeah so because it's not all easy you know you're not dragging it across a grass-covered field that the deer just slides across <laughs> yep so but yeah, right. I mean it's definitely important to cherish what you have, appreciate what you have, and then try and pass it on to the next generation.
1: Yeah, so I guess I, I guess I to maybe uh, cheer it back up. I'll say you know, anybody out there listening, just uh, keep that in mind and and enjoy your time. Ask your dad to go, you know, if you haven't been hunting or fishing with them in a while, ask them to go hunting and fishing. Make some more memories with that. Bring them along when uh, you go with your kids. And just enjoy enjoy that time together. Because uh, it's, it's not... Things always change, right? And it's not going to be there forever. So, any other uh, memories you guys want to... Talk about or touch on before we shut it off. No,
2: no. I just came up with an idea, though a plan. I think we definitely uh, this upcoming year when we do our uh, dove hunt, we need to include the kids, at least the girls, um, because I think at, at least for a little bit, you know, I don't think they'd be willing to stay out there the whole time. But yeah, I think they have at least a little bit of fun walking through the field and, you know, maybe seeing something that we can shoot at. Yeah. I mean, if it was like uh, two years ago, we had a blast and, you know, saw a bunch. And then last year we saw three doves, maybe, shot one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's something that they, it would be a lot harder, you know, it's harder for them to really screw anything up. Yeah. You know, it's you don't really have to be super quiet. It's more uh, just being where the birds are at.
1: Yeah, that's so. a good idea.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, it's uh like I said, just sort of a, a walk down memory lane, telling old stories about dad and and uh, grandpa's and just how it you know how things have changed. Now that, uh, Jake and I are dads ourselves. And so, like I said, hopefully you guys, uh, you know, have some, some fond memories of, uh, time outdoors with your, your dad or, or your mom, both parents, you know, just spending out spending time outside with your parents. And if not, and of course, if they're still around, uh, there's no time like the present to go and make some of those memories. So. That sounds like a good spot to switch it off. So with that, we'll sign off and talk to everybody next week. All right, that's it for this week. I just want to close out by saying Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, all the grandfathers. And if you hope to be a father someday, hopefully that that works out and is, is something that's able to come to reality for you. I know my wife and I struggled to uh, have our daughter and and it looks like we're, we're gonna just have the one so I feel you you know I've been there been through it and it's not easy so if that's something you're you're in the middle of uh, just know I guess you're not alone but uh, if you are a father congratulations and keep up the good work with that I'm going to sign off this week and we'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening.